I see things. You laugh at an old man. <laughs> There's them that laughs and knows better. See the TV cameras yet? That's what I'm kidding right now is this weird chills. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and from where Watch I out. sit, there just ain't enough damn dogs. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Come on, I feel... What was that? Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch them. Drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, bestiality. We may ask what is real. Murder, vampire. Anything beyond that is dangerous. He's a liar. The demon is a liar. He would like to confuse us. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. The attack is psychological. And it's themselves. Powerful. That's right, today is Friday, and it's Freaky Fridays, uh, one of the shows I actually kind of look forward to doing all the time. It's, uh, you know, it's always just a little bit of uh, out there stuff and not too deep, or it can be very weird. It can be anywhere, but uh, it's a little bit more for me, kind of like a thing where you just like, uh, well, for me, I get stoned and I just listen to what the guest has to say. <laughs> not everybody else may have that privilege, but uh, again, I always enjoy these shows because I find them to be a little bit more... Thought provocative than, oh, this is this. You know, I like being a little bit more open on these days. And I am uh, also um, lucky enough to have my favorite co host, Teresa, joining me today. What's up? Oh, uh, <laughs> shit, I said favorite. Now Lee's going to get ups- Lee's going to get upset now if he hears that. <laughs> now- <laughs> I'll just take it. I win. See, there we go. <laughs> and uh, his favorite lady co host. Yeah, there it's my go. favorite lady co host. There you go. Uh, Teresa from the Spiritual Gangsters. And Teresa, would you like to let everybody know where they could find your show at in case they don't know who you are? Sure. Well, actually, we're streaming this live on the Spiritual Gangsters YouTube channel because the Occult Rejects channel has a strike Mm -hmm. and can't go live. So some people are probably watching this on the Spiritual Gangsters already. But that is a show that I co-host with you. And um, we talk about a little bit different stuff on there. More like personal stories, transformation, overcoming challenges, but always relating it back to like truthing and conspiracy. So it's a good time. You know what I like about that show? What I think is good about it, too, is that when we have people on that have their own show, it's almost kind of you're actually interviewing the person themselves and not the show. It's hard to explain. You're actually kind of really seeing who the person is. It's a little different. It's uh, not them just talking about their show and shit. It's. (laughs) It's really our finding out who Denise. you're listening to and finding out yes. what got them Denise. to where they're at. <laughs> our guest today, Denise, one time she's like, you're the Oprah of podcasts. <laughs> Yo! 
<laughs> yeah, I fucking love I that. So no. that. <laughs> Just not as evil. Right? No, uh, no child trafficking involved over here. So. Yeah, no John of God. You know, buddies no. with him. No. No. Cult free. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And, and speaking of cults. Perfect, perfect segue, Teresa. (laughs) She did that on purpose. I know. Uh, We have a returning guest on that I really love talking to. Somebody that I can consider a real friend, actually have their number. We've had texts, you know, conversations. And I just truly appreciate her, uh, you know, your research and the stuff that you do. And I just love having you on, Denise. So we have Denise back again. Uh, I'm sure others may know who you are, but if not... uh, do you want to plug your Instagram page at least or no? Yeah. Um, okay. You can find me on Instagram at October sky zero six, six. And I'm on Twitter, Twitter under the same, uh, same name as well. Awesome. Yeah. And I would definitely say uh, she does not have her own show, but I'd say go follow her account. I will leave it in the bottom. I mean, I got, I got, I have, there was another podcast I was talking to recently that even mentioned Denise's name because of her posts. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, so definitely uh, go check out her page. She has some good posts, and she doesn't hold back. And I guess it's another reason. That's, that's probably another reason oh, why I love having her on. <laughs> one of my favorite people to find. Oh, I'm like, she almost you, talks guys. as much shit as I do. It's just you're just, uh, you're just honest, and I love that. You know? You shoot yeah, from the hip. Yeah, I, I try to be. Yeah. So, but, um, and today we're going to be covering cults and psychological dependency. I think that's a right. fucking topic. So um, I guess we'll start, you know, the the person that I um, began researching was Till Swan. Mm. Uh, and nice. I learned about Till Swan back in 2012 when I got into, um, I was researching, of all things, narcissism. And I had also at the same time been, I was binge watching um, spiritual science, spirit science. And um, binge watching. Yeah, oh, love I love I loved it at the time, and also so I'm always researching and studying things. And back in 2012, I was in therapy and I was trying to figure out like what was going on. And you know, there's um, narcissistic abuse was what I was looking into. And so I came across this guy Ross Rosenberg who was. Um, one of the foremost authorities on narcissistic abuse, and he had done these interviews with this person, Till Swan, and so I kind of segued into watching her, and she was calling herself the spiritual catalyst at the time, and I think she was really sort of evolving, and she seemed like a very interesting person, very very well-spoken, very um, fluid in her thoughts. And uh, I, I was just really and really attractive to at the same time. And she seemed to really have this, um, char- she was very charismatic. And so I kind of fell into watching her um, for a while. And, uh, but when she started saying things like she was from the planet Arcturus, <laughs> That always, you know, that always throws a wrench in everything. Honestly, it's like she she's an alien from the planet Arcturus. Um, she's been incarnate, incarnated to uh, this planet several times. You know, of course, she was Cleopatra. You know, oh. 
Of course. At least once. So she'll have to take that up with Cher and Tina Turner. That's like Um. uh, (laughs) David Wilcox was uh, who else, too, in the past? I forgot. Uh, Just like Crowley thought he was Elvis Levi and uh, Kaufman constantly incarnated. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, uh, there's no doubt that Teal Swan is a very intelligent woman. And, uh, but, and I've, I'm trying to be objective with this piece and I didn't watch the deep end until I was done researching because I didn't want to be swayed in any way. And, and so, um, so you wonder, you know, what defines a cult and what it seems to be is people who seem to be psychologically dependent on having a leader or a person that they look up to, and you can't question this person. Doggies. You never question. You know, you're, never they, question. You, ha- you have to be obedient to this person, and um, you can't question their authority. And uh, they're about, there's another qualification. Uh, they want you to bring in new members, and mm. they need to, Right. It's so familiar. interesting you say that and because in in the OTO, when you get to a certain degree, they will expect you to have to bring in a to bring in new members. Yes, yes. Yeah, every everything seems like a pyramid, scheme, doesn't <laughs> it? So, oh, and real quick, um, real quick, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I meant to say this before. I forgot the reason also that I really wanted to have you on for this is because once you mentioned Teal Swan, just. Just to put it out there for a little, you know, just for the listeners who might listen to the occult rejects is also when we covered Fellowship of Friends, that mm-hmm. went back to Robert Burton, who got stuff off of Gurdjieff, took his teachings, twisted them and basically made a cult. Well, I was coming across a lot of Teal Swan possibly doing the same thing. She kind of came from Gurdjieff's ideas and beliefs and was coming out with their thing around the same time Burton was. It just seems very coincidental. But huh. there's a lot of stuff when I was looking into Robert Burton, seeing it tie in with Teal Swan as well. Just a lot of commonalities. I think they may have known each other. Just some weird shit. So, like, when you mentioned Teal Swan, I was like, you know, that is something I was interested in going into when we covered the Fellowship of Friends. It just would have taken me off the Fellowship of Friends and went into something else. But I really do think it was just another one, but... More mm-hmm. accepting to the eyes, and not as maybe uh, that one just didn't have a a gay guy screwing everybody. It was it looked a little different, right. you know. Well, that's really interesting because that's what you know. When I watched your show about this uh, Burton guy, it, it made me think about Teal Swan. And uh, the thing about her is, I'm wondering, you know, she has a million followers on YouTube, and um, and she talks about um, things like unliving yourself. And how is she not, how is she still on with a million followers? And I'm wondering if she's being handled or guided, if there's someone behind her, because it just seems almost um, unreasonable that she still has such a following. And, um, it, you know, I, I don't know if she's, she's not an idiot, but I would say a useful idiot to an agenda where they want to create this one world religion and she might be just a, a useful tool in guiding people into this new age process. Um, I don't know. I'm really curious as to how and why she is able to maintain her um, Facebook and YouTube and all of these things when 
she is talking about things that are very controversial. And um, does she have a huge that, following on those platforms? I actually never went and checked her stuff. Really, she, like a that, million. Yeah. Oh fuck! Is she she's on, almost. Is she on Gaia, Denise? You know? Yes. I, oh, I, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I'd say that's a whole uh, purposeful <laughs> operation. Right. Happens. And it really is. Um, and the only, way, the only way you can watch Open Shadow, the story about Teal Swan, which is quite favorable towards her, is, is on Gaia. So, so I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, all these kind of um, people that seem not to be of sound mind um, – are there, you know, they're all (laughs) aliens and propagating all kinds of crazy new age stuff that is very concerning because I talked to actually, I talked to um, Jared Dobson, who is an ex-boyfriend of Teal's and an ex-Mormon. And he was, he was very forthcoming um, about his relationship and his feelings about Teal and how he deems her as uh, dangerous. Now, this is just his opinion, you know, and, I, you know, I don't know if it's be- – I don't think it's because he's a scorned lover. I think he's speaking very openly and on- honestly about his experience with her, and this is his interpretation. But I don't doubt it after everything I've researched is that um, – for people who are really vulnerable on a psychological level, she could be dangerous. Now, she's been around maybe uh, since 2011, 2012. And um, she's had, out of all of these people, three followers commit suicide. And so um, her detractors call her the suicide catalyst, um, which I don't know if it's entirely fair, but Jared told me that she does um her demographic is and she purposefully seeks people who are um struggling mentally oh. and have psychological issues so once upon a time if you looked up like um on the internet say maybe 4 or 5 years ago i'm feeling suicidal what should i do you would get the suicide hotline would pop up and then right underneath it would be till swan answers your questions about what to do if you're suicidal so Right there, you know, she knew how she knew how to get, you know, tailgate basically. I'm very savvy that way. What's that? It's like an ambulance chaser. Holy shit! Exactly, exactly. And so Jared came to her when he was really vulnerable. He had just um, he had just uh, divorced, and he had been struggling. He'd been a difficult child. He told me he'd been struggling with. mental issues his entire life and uh you know it it seems like he might have been bipolar and so he starts following till swan for about two years on her facebook group and he ends up in the till tribe and the intentional community and moves in with her so this guy is super vulnerable and even still to this day he strikes me as being very fragile um but Imagine he was even more so back then. And so Till Swan at the time is married to this man named Mark Scott, who is the father of her child. Now, she's been married to this day five times, she, five five marriages, not including Jared, oh, who was wow. just her boyfriend. Five marriages? She's only my age. She, I just right. looked, looked her up. She was born the same year as me. 
1984. She's not even 40 yet. Five no, and so she's been married five times. The first one was annulled. I don't know who he was, but he was from Utah. And um, But so Jared comes in, and she's not. She's still married, and I think Mark is still living in the house. And uh, she's, you know, very polyamorous. And um, I don't know if everyone thinks that's cool in her community, but that's what happens. So Sherry Schreiner her- called. Sorry, just poor, yeah, poor. That yeah, looks like a male cult leader, right? Though they just seduce and have sex with everyone. And um, you know, if you're if you're a therapist, rule number one is you just no, you know, ethics, please. You just you you don't sleep with your clients. That's not you know, it's not it's not your personal dating app. I remember um, but- I remember when I first spoke to you about this, Denise. I think I was saying something about um. You know, Robert Burst and Burton was just like literally trying to just bang everybody out. And you're like, oh, well, she wasn't much different. And I was like, holy fuck, okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's, um, she's, you know, she's always been, um, from what I like, you know, research and learn, like from the girl that she grew up with. uh, um, And this could go back to, I think she might have really been abused, but I don't think it's to the level that she speaks of. But she was a, a very sexualized child and individual and so you know um i mean it could be mental illness but there seems to be something that's a good point off so you know jared was in this really vulnerable place he moves in because he wants to work on himself and the next thing you know he's in bed with teal swan and he is he he was raised mormon he's very reserved and uh she just starts talking about their sex life to everyone and even on her her YouTube channel and she's talking and she renames here's another characteristic of a cult leader is um, she didn't like his name Jared so she changed his name to Fallon and um, yeah and she's done this with a couple of people that I know of in her group so um, you know what I find weird she has an IMDB account yeah, she does. Well, I think you reach a certain level, you can make your own. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. there's two documentaries about her. So the one mm-hmm. you mentioned, Open Shadow, mm-hmm. on Gaia. And then there's mm-hmm. one called The Deep End, which is on Hulu, right. Hulu and Disney, which I find super weird. Yeah. and Well, the one on Hulu is, um, that's the one I, I saved to watch because I didn't want to be swayed anymore. Like I wanted to try to be objective in my research about her. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm telling you, it was really hard to, to remain objective from all the research I've done. Listening to um, Diana Hanson Rivera, who was her best friend that she grew up with from the age of six until about the age of 18 or 19. And so Diana categorizes Teal as a pathological liar and very dangerous. Um, And that her parents had worked almost Teal's entire life trying to find out what was wrong with her, what was going on. She's been diagnosed as borderline, um, early uh, as uh, schizophrenic and all these different things. Um, you ever think, her you parents. Ever, you ever think stories like that? Sorry to inter- in- interrupt, but I just. Mm-hmm. You ever wonder if stories like that are kind of like a little off? It's like maybe the parents were involved with like MK altering their kid, and they're just like, I don't know, nothing's working. They're just getting worse. Um, I think it, sometimes yes, but I don't. I don't know um, in this case if that's 
You know, uh, so you um, often think just, like Kanye West's mother was involved with how fucked up right. he twisted ego. Yeah. So like yeah. you have to wonder like, you know, is, is does that happen to other people and parents just play off a different yeah. situation? I don't know. Yeah, I thought of, you know, I thought of that at first with her parents, but the people that grew up around Teal, um, and nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors, of course, but Diana was constantly in their house, spending the night, staying over. They were next to our neighbors, and so they both had horses, and they were just, in fact, the parents said, you guys need to, like, pull back a little bit, because they were constantly together, and Teal was a bit older than Diana, but they had this bonding and attachment. And um, Diana was struggling with her own things, and she she began she began cutting and was feeling very lost and suicidal. And um, Till saw the attention that Diana was getting from this, mm-hmm. and so she decided she started doing the same thing. And so Diana's always carried this guilt about did I create this monster? You know, this person. And uh, Diana's very shy and reserved. And I, you know, I tried reaching out to her, but I. You know, I think a lot of people that have gotten away from her really want to stay away and don't want to talk about it, and they want to move on. Jared was very um, open about talking about Teal. Um, and both of these people are very concerned about her impact on vulnerable people. And so I've noticed that the people that live with her too, like she doesn't have anyone strong that pushes back against her. Like they're all like they worship her. And so I don't think that's very good for Teal either, but um, she's not that I am in any place to diagnose her, but from the research I've done, I would say that um, off the, off the cuff, she seems to have sort of a narcissistic personality I could be wrong, like I'm in no position, but I, you know, just years of researching this stuff, she seems to fit that mold. Definitely. You know what's interesting, Denise? I don't know if you've heard of this guy um, online, Phil Good, or Phil Good Life, I think is his name. No. Have you guys seen him? Oh, uh-uh. Okay. He has a big following on Instagram, and he has the same story. In and out of psych wards, his parents thought he was like schizophrenic. And now he's like a spiritual guide from another dimension. And, and he knows everything. He's the only oh, one who yeah. knows everything. He knows he's, everything. He and knows everything. with me. And so many people hang on every word he says. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I admit, what scares me. I used me. to follow him because I was like, well, this is curious and like mm-hmm. interesting. But then at one point I was like, no, I think he's just crazy. Does he but get into I, reptilians too? What's it? Does he get into reptilians? Um, I don't know if he talks yeah. about reptilians, but he talks about like you know hybrids, and <laughs> you're from this planet and that planet, and like you said, Arcturian or Pleiadian. Till Swan does the same thing. She convinced um, Jared that he was reptilian. Mm. Oh, and shit. Uh, I said that, that because of what Helen said before. It sounds like the Sherry Shriner cult. Just joking around. Because Sherry Shriner huh. was pushing off like reptilians as being like this, as like a, you know this alien race coming to get us or whatever. Well, that's so interesting. Yeah. Even like yeah, the, and like people got. I think a few people died or something. I don't know with that cult. That's crazy. And well, you know that that's part of the whole Q thing too. They they believe in all this David Ike stuff. That yes. the queen, you know, is a a lizard, and you know, okay. Yeah. You know, I'll have to but... say though, real quick, and not to get off topic, but like again, and like this kind of goes into people who start to get 
new agey. Back mm-hmm. in the day before Q was really popular, I even remember hearing David Wilcox and mm-hmm. Terry Cassidy from Project Camelot. Oh my pushing, god, pushing yeah. them already. Uh huh. And first off, Terry Cassidy, that 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 took. I always like questioned Project Camelot anyway, because I'm like, you know, you really could have asked better questions, but it is what it is. Yeah. But like once she started actually picking a song, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? You've never this show's never been like this. Now all of a sudden you're picking a, a, a president, the government is going to come and save us when you've been pointing fingers at it for the last fucking ten years on your show. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, 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 and that caught me off guard, and I was just like, yo, something's not even right with this already. You know, and the, and it's all people who push a lot of reptile shit as well. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. You know, a lot of reptilian shit with them as well. Not denying reptilian. I just think it's being misunderstood and presented in a horrible yeah. way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Where, was Teal, sorry, was she raised in the oh, Mormon church? No, that's the thing I, I wanted to clear up about Teal Swan is that she was not raised Mormon. She grew up, she was born in Santa Fe, but her family moved to Cache Valley, Logan, where, you know, the, um, the university is. And so her, her parents were very well educated. In fact, her aunt is, uh, Mary Cleave is an astronaut and engineer. And so she's kind of famous. She's retired now, but she's kind of famous for being a female astronaut early on. So she comes from, um, you know, well-educated background. Her mother was a school counselor. And then in the summer, they were forest rangers up in the mountains and had a cabin up there. So, um, yeah. And so, you know, to delve into this, this research on Till Swan took me all like all down these different rabbit holes and different paths where I looked into um, the satanic panic and where that came from because she claims to have been ritually abused at SRA by this man she calls Doc, who was actually in real life a family friend. And uh, Doc is a veterinarian and um, had, you know, known her, her mother for years and been friends with them. And he seemed like a very smart guy, and he was more like an uncle. And once in a while, now this guy is a vet, and he lives in Idaho, but once in a while, Teal would go with him on um, his vet calls because she loved horses, had a horse, and he worked with horses. So between, this Hmm. is what Diana says, um, between three and five, every few weeks she would go visit with him for a couple hours, and his wife was there, and they would go on calls together because – the parents thought this might help her because she had this great love of animals and this would be like a good thing for her to get into, you know, like veterinary medicine. You know, they wanted to kind of give her something she could focus on besides uh, what was rolling around in her head all the time. And so this guy, you know, but her story is he was kidnapping her in the middle of the night and driving her back to Idaho, I guess, because that's where he lived. And then returning her in the morning after, like, sewing her up in dead bodies and, you know, uh, burning uh, immigrant children alive and all these, you know, all these claims. And and so that's her, you know, that's her story about this man, Doc. Now, Doc, I found, I, I found um, his letters and that she had written to him, and I was able to research that. And I don't know why Doc doesn't sue her because a lot of people know who he is and who she's referencing when she talks about him now. 
and she's made such bold claims against him. I, you know, and basically ruined him um, through her parents, her own parents under the bus. It was almost like the story was her parents were just handing her off to this man so he could do what he wanted with her. And that's not what happened, according to Cameron Clark, Diana, Jared, uh, uh, um, God, our other friend, too. I think her name is Tori McClellan. But there's so many people that know her real-life story that say this couldn't have happened. So did it happen? I don't know. I tend to think not. But... Obviously, something seems to have happened to her at some point. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Doc. I, I, but I don't know. Hmm. So yeah, there's that's, that. That's you another know. weird connection too. When we fo- covered the Fellowship of Friends, I found connections of people in an equestrian uh, place. <gasps> really? Yeah, that's so in California, weird. Utah. That is. I mean, so not California, weird. Oregon House, or. I'm just saying that because I have Mormon on the brain now. Uh, it was in Oregon House, California. Huh. Or around there. It was like near, it was actually like at minutes, I think, drive from the cult itself too. Interesting. Well, so, so um, I think her father worked at, he was at, worked at the university. And so there was a school, I think it was called Edith Wharton, very progressive school in Utah and very um, hands-on. And it was right there at the, you know, Logan University. And that's where Teal and her friend Diana went to school, which she claimed she was being pulled out of the school by this man and taken to, you know, be tortured by him and then, you know, dropped back off at home. And her friend Diana's like, that that, no, that didn't happen. I went to the same school. She was there. So, so I, you know, the stories are extremely conflated um, in, in that regard. But so, but it works to her advantage because in her little group, she has been the most tortured person. And so nobody can um, outdo what she's been through. And so if I can get through this, you can get through this. What's your excuse, right? Even though it seems to be all made up. Mm. So, and she also claims to be clairvoyant, clairaudient, uh, um, she can see inside your body, so she knows what t- she's a healer. Um, she sees frequency everywhere, and so um, nobody can trump her abilities. So it's very hard to back yeah, her into right. a corner and question her because she knows, you know, she knows everything. So when these people are super vulnerable and they're coming to her and they're just, um, I don't want to say weak-minded, but they're again, psychologically dependent, they can fall so easily into that trap and being led. And she considers suicide a reboot. And, um, and there's, you know, nothing wrong with it. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a great way to reset yourself. And uh, she knows more about it than anyone because she's been suicidal her whole life. And again, so she claims to be the expert on, Suicide. So and 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 so these um, clients of hers that committed suicide, she just said, "Well, she goes, um, you didn't listen to me. I couldn't help you, so no one could help you." Instead of maybe referring them to, like you know, I know most therapists would. If I can't help you, let me find someone who can't. 
but that's not her, her gig at all. It's like, if I can't help you, nobody can. And so the family, um, Leslie, I can't think of the woman's last name, but she was, she committed suicide, I think in 2012 or 2013. And her family is not happy with Teal Swan at all. Um, she was she was extremely vulnerable. She had gone off her antidepressants, and Till was saying, "If you can't commit to life, then you need to either commit to life or not." And a few days later, she was found dead by her husband. And so these are the kind of yeah. things that that's like some it, like Scientology shit, where they're like, "No, you can't use yeah. fucking prescription pills and shit like that." Which I mean, I, I yeah. kind of get it to an extent. I get like, I, I get that. I think that you know, pills aren't always the answer and um she but you can told just fuck Jared, somebody up though just taking them right off of something you know right right you it's it's you you can't do that and it you know it can have uh, people do end up with suicidal ideation when they're withdrawing from antidepressants and so this woman was really in a state um she did the same thing to jared she recommended that he kill himself um cameron clark the same thing if if she's done with you, she just basically um, recommends suicide, which is a, this is what they say. Now I'm not saying that, you know, this is coming from people who have known her. So that's I think that's the scary part. But then you have to look at the arc of her career, and you know, out of all this time and millions of followers, three people have killed themselves. Is it Till's fault? I don't know. I don't know. Did she help them? I don't think so. Could she have done more? Probably. I mean, that's probably. probably not bad statistics. Really. <laughs> no, I don't no, know what no, the average, it really, you know? it, it, it really isn't like she, you know, maybe she has helped more than she's harmed. I don't, I don't know, but she does have out of millions of followers now. She has, I think it's like 900,000 to a million followers on YouTube. I don't know. Maybe you can look that up, Teresa, real quick. But okay. she has she has them on Facebook. She has them, um, I mean, in all different areas. So she's probably ha- she probably has a lot of followers. And then she was able to buy a property in Costa Rica where she does these oh, nice. retreats now. Actually, oh, God. Uh, the FBI, she had rubbed the FBI the wrong way in Utah. She was like, she has this program called The Completion Process, and it's like uh, – like uh, two thousand to three thousand dollars to take her course, and then she would put the Utah State stamp of approval on the completion process, as if now you know you are sanctioned by the state. And um, uh, it, it, the state of Utah was looking into her for other things too, and so she ended up going to Costa Rica and buying this million dollar property there, which I think she is called the Felia Resort. So you can go there and you can um, go to this retreat and it's $5,000 for two days. And then it's, um, and if you want to share a room with someone, it's $4,200. And that does not include breakfast in case you're thinking of going. That's got to be up there or worse than like uh, Stephen Greer's shit. Oh God, that guy. (laughs) You want to talk about a reptilian? That guy looks like one. Like, what happened to you? Crazy thing. I'm not. Uh, I'm not disregarding that something's going on when he's there. I just don't think anybody there has any idea of what's actually happening. All right. You know, and I think a lot of them might just kind of be like used in a way for an effect. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, he's definitely a moneymaker, I think. And he's not, I don't think, and he's not explaining what's really going on, in my opinion. Uh, no, he's a bit of a charlatan. I love how he talks about his uncle that was involved in the moon landing. I'm like, oh, that contraption that landed on the moon that looks like it was made by a meth head? That one? Your uncle did that? Well, I thought it was funny. That's from taking it, it apart 20 times and putting it back together. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was funny when you said that Teal Swan's aunt is an astronaut, too. I was like, what? Oh, my God. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah. for reference, she has 1.32 million subscribers on YouTube. Okay. And 646,000 followers on Instagram, as well as that Phil Goodlife guy on Instagram. Uh-huh. He has almost half a million followers as well. Okay, and then she has a TikTok following as well. And, um, yeah, so, um, and then there's just people that show up at all of her um, her seminars and retreats and everything, too. So can you she's imagine, making up. Can you imagine just one person, one time a year, each person, I mean, just one dollar, one time mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. We get her a million dollars. Yeah. Now, I think, now, now, if you want to think, probably you can knock out half of those people. Maybe have never sent them money, but I guarantee you it was a lot more than a dollar. So mm-hmm. now it's made up for the other ones that haven't, and I'm sure she's probably made well over that. So, yeah. Think, of, think yeah, about how much money, if you're selling something, how much money you're going to rake in. Or if you have subscriptions to watch it, and you have that many people watching. You could just charge $2 a month. Right. You could have half those people. You're looking at a million dollars a fucking month just to have people watch your shit as something as cheap as $2. Uh-huh. Well, her videos were always free on YouTube, which I thought was, um, at the time when I first was uh, into Teal Swan, I'm like, that's really nice that she has all this information. But what Dara told me is she, she steals a lot of other people's work. She's constantly use, Googling and copying and pasting everything and um, – one of uh, Abraham Hicks is someone who she steals a lot of her work in the beginning. And so where is he from? Abraham Hicks is, um, what would you say, Teresa? Abraham Hicks is channel. Yeah. It's not a channeling. It's It's not a a singular person. It's like a channeled entity. Right. That calls themselves like you should call me Abraham. Right. Oh, yeah. it's like some law. It's yeah. like law of one Russian. Basically, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. what it is. Same, yeah, same this yeah. is, this is yeah. and so, but Jared, you know, had given her a few ideas that he probably never got credit for, um, and then, and then this guy, uh, when she she left the cult, she says she had befriended this man Blake Dyer, who seems like just a really lovely man. He really does. He seems like a good, really good person. And um, she ended up running away and moving in with him, and they developed a romantic relationship. But he couldn't handle her, but he didn't want to leave her stranded. He still wanted to help her. And they ended up, he ended up really helping her build her network. And he's, he was with her for about um, – lived together and worked together for 16 to 18 years. Um, and then he fell in love with someone, and I don't think she was fond of this woman having all his attention and kind of taking him away. And I, I was happy to see that he chose 
this woman over Teal and to have his own life and to move on. And so he, he, he left the group and, um, which I think is good that he, because his whole life was her and he was wrapped around her finger for all, all those years and didn't have a life outside of her, which the people that live with her and serve, they're like servants, you guys, she claims that because of her ritual abuse, she can't um, use a dishwasher or a washer and dryer because uh, she's because of all the um, electrical torture that she was subjected to. It's just too much for her. So, and something sure. to do with washing dishes, she can't do that either because of uh, certain ways she was tortured. So, her parents say that she's always had an aversion to doing chores. And so she's managed to manipulate people into doing everything for her. That's kind of hysterical. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to like laugh. No, it's like, yo, it's I know, like I, how do you write, make this I've shit I've been up trying to do this work? for years and it hasn't worked. Right? Like, like yo, where are my servants? I don't want to do chores. But yet, but yet she can use a microphone just fine. Although the yeah. electrical frequencies of the microphone. Is oh fine. right! Yeah, what about oh, all yeah. the equipment you that you're using okay. to do I the know. show? I know computers. Come on, come on. Oh girl, she's too much. I, I just, I mean, I okay. When I like, I've had like you know darker times in my life, and I can, I can attest that when you are like going through a mental thing, sometimes the effort to even do a simple chore as like emptying the dishwasher can seem True. overwhelming. Like, I do understand that. So if, if anything, I'm like, that's just affirming, like, mental illness to me. Right. Um, <laughs> but to take it to that, like, she does, she tends to yeah. conflate and take everything to the next level. Yeah, to make up a story around it that, like, you know, I can't and because she's... of this and because of that. Basically, she's, like, being the Cleopatra that she exactly she is. Like, oh, well, right. I have to do this for me because I can't. The damsel in distress. <laughs> Right. You remember oh, that? You remember that tarot card that I showed you? Was, was it? Wasn't that? Remember that? Was, didn't I show you? Did I show you a tarot card recently? And I was telling you, I thought it was associated with something. Oh I, yeah, it and it was, had the chick uh, on the rock. It was the lovers card, and I said it's the damsel in distress right there. Mm, yeah, trying to well, fool you, dra- fool you, and, and pull you away from something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just the the damsel there. But that's what she sees. But isn't she supposed to be like? Helping people get through stuff mm-hmm. like that. So who yeah, actually what... has been healed by her teachings? Um, some people claim to be, but there's no follow through. So we don't know. Like right. it's just kind of a one and done. And it is a, um, a general template, not individualized therapy, which I think is dangerous too. Where, But these people that end up coming to her have been let down by the mental health community and by therapy and things like that. And so, and so they uh, they kind of fall into that new age trap. And so, I think it's really interesting to see how much we have morphed into psychological dependency as we have gotten further away from religion. That um, there's something going on culturally with people looking for something. So we have. We have um, people who think government is the answer. We have people who think Donald Trump is the yeah. answer. Um, none of them are. Science. Well, their version of science is the answer. Their version of science. Yeah. And it's, you know, the thing is you have to, it, it really is in you and in yourself. 
to find it. We, I think we all have this inner toolbox and we don't need a leader. And I think, and this is where, you know, I, it goes back to um, the Ten Commandments and God saying, that, you know, not to have any other God before me. I'm a jealous God. Well, I don't like that, that he says he's a jealous God, but that it seems when we get into this hero worship, we're always disappointed and led astray. And I think that is the whole point is be careful, be cautious, because they're just mere mortals. Even if they did come from the planet Arcturus, which I, <laughs> I know is a very high level, and nobody trumps that, I get it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, or maybe even the planet Kolob, where all the Mormons are going to end up one day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's the planet? Is they, that, that's the name of it? What? That's the name of it? Because I do know, I have seen shit where they're like from another planet and some like cartoons. The planet Cola? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 yeah. legit. Okay. I know, yeah, I think it's in the Doctrine and Covenants or, or Pearl of Great Price. They talk about it, but I never learned about that in church. I thought it was so funny. Once I got out of church, I started hearing about it all the time. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, you know what? I have a great question for you since I have somebody here now. I hate to get off topic, kind of getting yeah. into the Mormons. Um, isn't there stuff, it might be like the Book of Abraham, but isn't there shit that's kind of like, that's really out there that was added into the book after it originally came out? Like, that's what I've, that's what I've been told from uh, other Mormons, saying that like some of the weird shit kind of actually got inserted into the book later on. So, like, um, you could literally have people who don't know that that's in there. They were trying to make an excuse, saying that not everybody actually knows it's in there because it was put in after the fact, and they're like add-ons, technically. Is that true? From your um, experience? I have heard that uh, it, it was still, like, in the late 1800s where Brigham Young had added things in there, allegedly, that Joseph Smith hadn't. But, for example, Blood Atonement was one of those things. But I, uh, it, it does seem to me that that was always there because they were practicing it early on, you know, with blood atonement. Yeah, well, there was uh, stuff, I think, in the book of Abraham where I actually started getting into weird shit. He was talking about Egyptian stuff. And I like I oh, really don't was, I hope I'm not misquoting this, but I almost thought when me and Lux were looking at it, it almost pointed towards child sacrifice. And I, me and Lux have been like, you know, how the huh. fuck do people actually buy into this? And right. a couple of other people, because we had Mormons, believe me, after the Skinwalker series, we had people emailing us about that shit. Oh, you got it, you got it all wrong. You know, and some of the things me and Lux were like, well, how do you explain this? And they'd be, and a lot of the answers were that it was edited in later on. It's not original, but it was Joseph Smith's writings. And I was like, I don't, right. know, I don't know if that's was... true or not. And I, I meant to ask you or uh, the other person I know. Yeah, I'm not a, I mean, I, I research a lot of stuff. I wouldn't call myself a historian, but, uh, Joseph Smith was very intrigued with all things Egyptian. And in fact, I think had even purchased like mummies and things like that when I they were coming through. I think he put a through. lien on the church just to buy the papyrus that he was trying to decode originally. Uh, yeah. I, well, I think he even got a hold of some, yeah, some of that stuff, um, and Brigham Young wasn't entranced by the Egyptian stuff, not like Joseph Smith. And, yeah, yeah. you know, for a poor farm boy and poor farm family, allegedly, that had come from Vermont and moved to 
Palmyra, New York. Um, very strange to have all this like background in things like that. Like you think this is like the early 1830s and how did he know all this stuff as a young man? It's doesn't, it doesn't add up. Is very like there's someone as, as if there's a handler there again, like, and the same thing with Till Swan, like look at how many followers she has. How is she able to maintain that status on YouTube? Like, you just got a strike last week for you don't even know what. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right, and then, you know, like. Yeah, we- that's crazy. Yeah, I, I got a strike. And the thing is, I don't even remember going on about it. And this is what really pisses me off. I really wish they would at least quote or clip. Because, like, if they're giving you a strike for something and giving you a very, you know, a very blanket statement why, I don't even know what the fuck it really was. And I don't even know if it's even true. Where's the right. proof? And the crazy thing is, is that the, I got a strike, but it was a show that I was a guest on that I released on YouTube. Didn't even have the video. It just had my logo in the audio. Theirs is still up on their site. Right. Full video. No problem. Why, why me? And you have no idea why. What you the didn't... fuck? No. That's well, so I mean, it was getting, it said medical misinformation. So I'm automatically, you know, assuming somehow that word was brought up. But even people who listened huh. to it were like, I don't even remember you guys going into that. Right. So, That's why when I'm talking about even teal, I'm careful not to use the unliving word. Yeah. Well, the last you time know? I did get a, a strike that I did beat uh, was you on my show as well. I forgot about that. Oh, with a certain person's <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah. When you covered her stuff, I ended up beating that. They considered it. Oh, a, good. They considered it a warning, but still removed it. Like they took away the strike though. I'm like, but you still took it down and I can't put it up. Like how how did oh. I how did I win? They took away the strike because I it was truthful. I was like I forgot what I said, but but Lux had even made a good point. I think you had even said the same thing. Uh-huh. We didn't actually talk about stuff that like she specifically actually wrote. You mm-hmm. didn't like read off of anything. You kind of just mm-hmm. covered what she did. So that was right. my argument. We never actually read any of her stuff that she put out. So you can't even yeah. argue saying that we read her shit and it's copyrighted. We just told mm-hmm. about her experience. Right. And, and then and that, that's, that's what, her, what got the strike her. taken away. But it, it was like, what the fuck? It's not like we're what's reading, really, reading Yeah, what's work. really sad about that story is that um, they were this, this husband who's taken over her legacy. They were separated and getting a divorce at the time she um, was found. And so it's unfortunate that he's, Destroying her legacy. Fucking stupid. That's really suspect, actually, to me. You know, it, a, lot, it a, lot of people, it, a lot of people very, in this community look up to the work that that lady did. Yeah, they do. It's it's very interesting, but... Um, I mean, they've been, it's definitely inspired a three-part series for me and Lux. I mean, not for Lux, but for me, when I started looking, <laughs> when he wanted to cover the Shriners and the Jesters, I don't know mm-hmm. if he came across her work right away, but I did, and I... Like, that's... Gave me a lot of stuff to go off of and to see if it was real and everything that I checked, even when it came to court dockets and stuff, I was like, fuck, this lady isn't lying. You know, this shit's real. So, like, that gave me stuff to work off of. And I was like, you know, that we never would have probably had that three-part series as good as it was if it wasn't for people like her her. before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to find any of her um, her old videos and her work anymore. You know, so it's just basically her books, which are hard to find now, too. 
it's fucking but, uh, shady. Yeah, I know <laughs> Eric has a lot of her synthetic psyop. He has a he has a lot of her stuff saved, which is yes. great. Any anytime you need anything, he's he's the guy to go to that for is it. True, yeah. so. Oh, for a lot of stuff, that guy has a lot of shit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> you're looking for anything? Ask him if you're in our element yet. Well, I acknowledge. He's got all, yeah. He's got everything backed up. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Real so, quick, um, just just if people are listening, uh, we do have an element server instead of Discord because it came down. Uh, I've been kind of forgetting to push it. I don't know why. Probably just I've been doing a lot of stuff and just forgetting about it. But I do want to plug it again. Uh, we do have it's better than Discord. It has no censorship. Real. I mean, it's you know you're going to be a lot better off there. You're not going to have to make another account. I don't think it's going to go down. There's other shows in there, and there's tons and tons of room and tons and tons of fucking info. So uh, if you have not joined it yet, go check the link. All right, check out the Element server, please. And yeah, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm trying to figure out where to pick up. Um, well, I was thinking, Denise, it was really um, a good point what you said, like, when society has, like, moved, shifted away from religion and kind mm-hmm. of replaced it with, like, this new age philosophy. I do find myself, I got not completely wrapped up in that, but very curious about it, even being raised, like, very traditionally, like, Christian, Catholic, whatever, um, because it's, like, I find people just want to have an experience of God. Like they just really are so desperate to like feel something, mm-hmm. you know? So if any, anyone who can give them that experience of feeling, they automatically become like not a victim of it, but more they susceptible. They attach to it. Yeah. to it. And honestly, I think people, because today's society is so narcissistically tended, mm-hmm. like we are praised for like, you know, being the most outlandish, the most, you have to be special, right? Yeah. Like reality TV has created this culture of like, everyone is like a star. Everyone is this, everyone has, you have to be the best in what you do. Otherwise you suck. Right. So it's like created this culture of narcissists who just literally want to feel special. So if you Mm -hmm. have this, like a beautiful woman, like Teal Swan telling Mm -hmm. you like, yeah, you're amazing because this and that, and you know, I love you and I like making these men her, you know, husbands, boyfriends, whatever. They just, yeah, they just want to feel something. So when people are vulnerable, it's easy to do that, you know. Yeah. Well, what happened well, a few when... years ago gave people a lot of reasons to start almost feeling like important and feeling, you know, we got a lot of social justice shit going on. Just, totally. just for feelings. I feel like it's just that person now has an identity and can be somebody and try to shine for others. You know, Absolutely. it's all it's fucking head games. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, one of the things I was looking into is what, how maybe someone like Teal Swan was created in where she grew up, like in the state of Utah, and how it might have been the perfect storm to create this this person. Um, I was looking in the, at the stats, um, and Utah, which is really interesting, uh, it leads the nation in um, uh uh, people with mental health issues. Um, let's see, thirty-two uh, percent of the population that is re- reported to be depressed. Is that a cat? Oh, um, 
So you've got like a population of 2.9 million people, and 1 million of those people on record have um, prescriptions for antidepressants. So we have people, you know, so there are people that seem to be kind of lost and psychologically dependent. And so when, let's say, people leave the church, they are um, very susceptible to leaning into something that resembles a cult again. So I, I find that dynamic really interesting. Um, so, and another thing is that uh, going back to Till Swan and maybe the abuse stories is one out of five girls in Utah reportedly have been abused before the age of 18. And um, I think it said 72% of them were underage were minors. So, you know, so you have all this stuff going on in the state. And she's not Mormon. She, she you know, she's being raised there in, in a place where um, you have to fit in and you have to be perfect. I think it would, it would be very strange to be raised in a small community like Logan, which was probably under 50,000 at the time when she was living there, maybe even less. And so, and everyone there is Mormon except you. So, and the, I don't know. And her parents, you know, her parents had nothing to do with the church, but they were surrounded by, and they allegedly were really nice people. Like everyone who's ever met them has said they're just um, really salt of the earth. They've done everything they can to try to get their daughter help. Um, like I said, I think just if you look at the stats alone, uh, it, it could lean into something may have happened to her. Now, this is only reported cases, one out of five. When I lived in southern Utah, I never met anyone who hadn't had um, a bad experience as far as sexual abuse. Oh, hadn't wow. had. Hadn't had. And this is only this is my small world and what I garnered from it, but everyone I ran into had a story. It was just the most outrageous. You know, I grew up in southern California, I've never met, and I moved to Utah, I've never met so many people who had had that experience. You know, I was just blown away by it. And so there is something in that culture there. And I think that goes back to, like, the feeling special thing. Not to say, mm -hmm. you know, being abused makes you, you know, feel special. But in a weird way, it can. Like when you said uh, about her friend, her best friend growing up, who started uh -huh. cutting herself then Teal has to start cutting herself. Right, she saw the she attention. Got a, like, she from. saw yeah. the attention that her friend got. So it's yeah. almost like if you grow right. up in this culture that everyone around you is having these unique and strange and awful experiences, you then have to have a more strange and more awful and more messed up experience to be yeah. noticed or like get attention, right? Right. So again, going back to like needing to feel special is extremely narcissistic quality. It is. And, the, and then we have the perfect storm of um, the therapist um, whose name is Barbara Snow, who really was involved in the satanic panic and SRA stuff back in the 80s and 90s. And she was the therapist doing recovered memory syndrome. And this is where I think Teal has uh, gotten a lot of her ideology from is this recovered memory thing and, and um uh, so she ended up in the care of Barbara Snow. Her parents found Snow. this woman. 
And so this is like a lot of the uh, SRA claims that are going on in Utah right now stem from this therapist. And it goes back to this um, really ridiculous book, Michelle Remembers, which, ooh, that's a whole other topic. That book is, you know, made its way into the hands of all social workers and therapists back in the 80s and 90s. And it's this contrived story about this woman Michelle, who um, had suffered uh, SRA, and um, Lawrence Pattis is her therapist who helps her uncover these memories and then leaves his wife and children and runs off with his his patient. Um, So there's an ethical thing there. I don't know how much of that book I believe, but that was the book that really started started the whole satanic panic wave. And um, so Barbara Snow latches on to this, and then she starts working on this recovered memory syndrome and um, starts uncovering all of these memories of SRA. And so Teal was, that's how Teal discovered that she, you know, had all of these things happen to her. And so it's where you are um, through hypnotic regression, you're taken back, and apparently all these people, like I think there were 80 clients and all of their parents who had brought their children to Barbara Snow only to have them charged with uh, satanic ritual abuse. And so all of these people ended up like being almost prosecuted. One man was in jail for a year. These are the people that were trying to get help for their children. And this woman is saying, oh, no, you know, you abused all your kids, satanically ritually abused them. And um, she, her license was actually revoked, and then she was she was sued um, in 2004. Yeah. But uh, she, you know, what's going on with Jennifer Hatch right now, who's saying that she has all these uncovered memories too, and the rituals in the temple and all these different things um, probably stem from Barbara Snow, which she's caused a lot of families a lot of grief and a lot of problems, including Till Swan's parents. So Till, you know, she went to this woman and uncovered all these memories, allegedly, and mm. and so she's run with that as well. And she, sent, she has sent her clients to Barbara Snow, and the woman that committed suicide, Leslie, um, had gone, and this Barbara Snow told her that her, fa- her biological father had started molesting her when she was one year old. So, you know, anyone who ends up in Barbara Snow's office apparently has been ritually abused. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if she was even like, you never know, like implanting stuff in people's minds under hypnosis. Or well, that's what, that's what, you know. that's what she is. That's why she had her license revoked is that's yeah. what they're saying. She did. Wow. So she is implanting the memories. She's yeah. not recovering yeah. them. She's putting them in there. You know, I've they often, all have the same story. I've often like said uh, before, I think with Lux on the occult rejects, I said, one of the bad things about like, I think secret societies and magic, is that I think like if you start having like if you start having experiences and don't quite understand what they are, you could kind of easily maybe get like the worst advice or get taken advantage of. If you mm-hmm. start letting somebody know and they kind of like, oh wait, I know what's going on, but I'll tell them it's this, and let's see if I can get something out of this or you make this of use. You know, I do think that's a possibility, and that could be exactly mm-hmm. what happens with the, these people. 
Yeah, and well, and what's interesting about Teal is that she uses NLP, neurolinguistic programming, when she speaks and mm-hmm. she's repeating things in her tone. Um, she's very effective in that regard as well. You got a lot of actually. I'm not, you know, and I'm not even saying like they probably even do it on purpose. But there's a lot of shows that I think that do very well because of that. The person NLP, may not realize yeah. that they're doing it, but like mm-hmm. uh, I think they're very. They have like their own things that make them very unique, but that they have the same things that they'll say. But it's kind of like their way of saying it that makes them stand out more. It's like mm-hmm. not to put him on blast, and I know I've been using this guy a lot as an an example, and I'm not really like shit talking him that bad. I'm not trying to, <laughs> but it sounds like it. You know, Tim Pool. I don't. I do oh. actually watch some of his stuff because I like to see what the propaganda is in the news sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to cover the news, in my opinion, you're just covering propaganda. It doesn't matter which side it's right. on. You know, so I just like to watch that. And I do think he's actually very good at what he does. And I've noticed mm-hmm. he has his own phrases, his own mm-hmm. things. And, like, he does. He has his own entity, if you kind of put it that way. But I don't mm-hmm. know if he's done that on purpose. I just think he's very good at what he does, in a sense. Yeah. And I have is. noticed yeah. and I noticed a lot of kind of, you know, when he's talking, you just... For me, I caught on to it after a while. I was like, oh, that's the magic. It's fucking, yeah. he's just yeah. good at it. He has a huge following, too, <laughs> just out of nowhere. Well, I think he started at Vice, but. Um, oh, I don't even know. That's why I'm like, I know that, you know, some yeah. people may hate him. Some people may like him. Sometimes, like I said, I'll just put on dumb shit sometimes for entertainment. I mean, I watch Zach Baggins. You know, <laughs> I don't know much about the dude. I just know that I think he's very good with his fucking words. Yeah, no, he is, and I think that's the method to his madness, and that's his uh, greatest success is his ability to do that. Um, But, you know, NLP is highly effective. I think a lot of people use it in the media. Um, I know CNN and Fox News, they all use it. But it's just repeat, you know, how we learn, how things get implanted in our head is through repetition. Oh, I'm sure, like, if this... That's how we learn, repetition. that I repeatedly say on the show, and if people find it funny oftenly, that I don't even realize, I mean, that's in itself. It's like a little trigger to make people Mm -hmm. laugh and like me. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be as basic as that. Mm -hmm. For real. You know? For real. Yeah, we even, uh, NLP, we got brought up uh, when we talked with Roberta Glass. Remember, NY? And oh, we yes, that was the Nixium. Nexium cult. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Keith Ranieri yes, uses yeah. it. And then remember, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, and they use NLP in Waldorf school. So we made that yeah. connection, which I still have to follow up on yeah. that. Roberta Glass is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like with, her. Around. Her work with William Ramsey. Oh, yeah, that's how I found her. That's- that's top notch. I found stuff. her on Ramsey's and then I started looking for like them together and like pinched <laughs> a bunch of stuff that I found. Yeah, yeah. I do actually like them. And, you know, it was crazy is that when I first started, I was like, maybe one day I could get this lady on my show. And like, I asked Ramsey, he's like, just email her. He's like, she'll, she'll probably yeah. come on. And I was like, holy fuck. And he's like, wow. That's so cool. And it's like, so it's like wild that I even have ever spoken to Ramsey because I listened to that guy for years. Even when yeah, I was practicing magic, I still listened to him. And that even shows you, if I was in the OTO and listening to Ramsey, besides his opinion of the OTO and Alistair Crowley, that shows you that I was still open-minded. I wasn't completely shut because if I was able to, if I was listening to Ramsey, then that that would be like, he's basically like, probably like, 
a face against the OTO. You know what I'm saying? You know, and Alistair Crowley. So you have to be pretty open-minded, I think, to even be to listen to, to someone. Listen to him. Yeah, well, and, and I just thought his other not- work was amazing, and it started actually making me question, like, some shit for what, myself. You- yeah, and I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? So he was actually instrumental in, the, in part of me leaving, too, believe it or not. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Um, you know, and, and when I when I talk about the satanic panic too, I I don't want to minimize that there is. I I do believe there is stuff going on out there, absolutely. But I think it becomes conflated, and um, whenever we're onto something, it's almost like these people are brought in to conflate the narrative and blow it up and turn it into just a complete utter mess like Q did with the truth community and researchers. Like, you know, anyone who's researching, you know, that was the Q mantra is like, well, do your research, you know, you need to do your research. And I'm like, Oh really? Mr. New to the party, Jenny come lately. You're telling me to do my research. So, (laughs) um, you know, I find these people really annoying, but they, they are sent in to do a job to just take a narrative and just spin it out of control and get in front of it. And that's what I think Q did. Um, and, you know, look over here when actually Trump is highly involved in all of that trafficking and it knows the same people as the Clintons. They were in business together with the Indian casinos in Florida. They're all friends. They know each other, you know, but it was meant to create chaos and have everyone going in a different direction and not looking at him, looking at him as a freaking savior when he is right there in the middle of the problem. So, um, and I think it's really going back to Teal Swan is really interesting how she's um, spending this new agey stuff, which I think might be, um, there's a bigger picture going on behind it, which I think is trying to get everyone into this one world religion, like, hurting everyone in this direction away from Christianity and into this like this crazy new age stuff where everyone's from a different planet. And I I mean, I don't know. That's just where my head is going right now, researching this. And um, it's taken me down some like uh, really interesting rabbit holes and studying like, um, Oh God, psychology like Jerry Marzinski and all of you know what's happening to people who are really schizophrenic. And Sean McCann actually had Jerry on his show the other day, and I was just blown away because studying Till Swan had led me down to he was recommended to me, which was really odd. And so I'm like, oh my God, this guy, I remember him. And and then Sean had him on his show, but that's a good one, you know, really interesting about uh, demonic energy and how it gets into us and how that could be what's going on with people who are, you know, mentally ill. So people like um, Till Swan, who you're spending $5,000 on for a two day retreat. (laughs) I I mean, that's like a year's worth of therapy. What are you? Yeah. Right. Like if you have insurance in your co-pays. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a (laughs) from, from a licensed person who has standards, who isn't going to try to fuck you. Or rec- just recommend suicide at the end. Well, you yeah. have a lot. You have a lot better of a chance with that, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Oh my gosh! And you don't even get a free breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> Where's my croissant? I want a croissant and a coffee. Exactly for five thousand dollars. Like, can I have a banana? 
<laughs> I don't know, but anyhow. Um, yeah, yeah that's like a good point, Denise, about the new age, the rise of new age, why it's being mm-hmm. pushed. I have a lot of thoughts around that. A really mm-hmm. good YouTube channel I'll just recommend, and I'll write it in the chat if anyone is curious about that, is E511 Ministries on YouTube. I would highly recommend anyone check out his videos. He even made, he has two series, uh, one called What's Really Coming and the one called Road to the Antichrist, made years ago. And Ooh. to me, it is spot on. Like, I don't know how he came up with it, but it's amazing. And I highly recommend anyone to watch those. Um, Maybe he's from the planet Arcturus. And so no, he's things. very much the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, but yeah, he's amazing. Uh, the guy behind the channel, I think his name is John, but yeah. Okay. Wonderful yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down because I, I do feel like there's, there's some sort of agenda in all of this. Like she's not the only one. There's a lot of people like her, but you know, David Wilcox and, uh, that whole genre, okay. uh, Laura Eisenhower, and she's, I think she's from another planet, too. She has a huge following. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So, so. Was there anything that did tie into, uh, nothing, there was really nothing that did tie into the Mormons, though, right? With that? Uh, Unfortunately. No, well, I think that... <laughs> It sort in a way, it's just that you know, Till Swan growing up in a Mormon community, I think helped to create who she is. Um, as she wanted to be the next Joseph Smith, she mentioned that you know, like being this charismatic leader, which she's actually you know attained that. Yeah. Um, and you know, now people refer to her as being a cult leader, which obviously Joseph Smith was a cult leader. So, yes, but, um, so similar behavior. I mean, I mean, that's probably the perfect state to try to brew some that, you know, to brew a, it it really is because when people become, and when they fall away from the church, you know, they just, they're looking for something because they are, you know, psychologically dependent, um, people who are looking for a leader or leadership or something to believe in when you're just raised that way, I think it's really hard to just let go and, sort of go rogue and try to figure things out on your own, which I think we should, you know, it's, um, it's sad that they get, uh, lapped up by these people. I even, think I mean, there's, what you just said, they're right, everywhere. What you just said right there, I think is even symbolized in tarot cards in a way or the Kabbalah where sometimes you have to go rogue and start figuring things out on yourself. I think there's even yeah. like stuff like that. You can even see depicted and shit. It's actually showing you showing that happening in here, in a sense. You know, I think that is needed at another point. Yeah, no, I think that we have to find our own way and uh, and to look to yourself, not to anyone else. You're going to find the answers eventually. Yep, I, I really do believe that, but um, it's all part of the journey. Yes, going through going through this, it, you know, it feels like a video game. <laughs> it's The Sims. Fuck. Yeah, I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm just trying to get to the princess to save her. I'll go back. Yeah, look, look, think about that. Well, that (laughs) and and what is it that it's a, I mean, it's kind of a, I mean, you got reptiles in a sense in that game too. Oh, yeah. 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 And the princess. Bowser. Yeah. (laughs) 
The beast and the print, the beast and the scarlet whore. Exactly. Uh, That's so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't even think of that. Yeah, video games is another whole rabbit hole. <laughs> that really is. There's so much you can learn from them too. They're just yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some truth in them. They're you know hidden in plain sight. So interesting. Then when you get, if you get the magic flute, you can like skip worlds and shit. Oh, I always thought that was oh, very crazy. Yeah. That is yeah. so nuts. Yeah, that's right. It's like hmm. yeah. it just even made me think of the Pied Piper. I'm like, to me, that's just a you know whole thing yeah. itself too. Very deep in it, actually. So, very yeah. interesting. Very, very funny talking about Super Mario now. Wow. Uh, well, it's be a freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denise. I that was very yeah. uh, that was good. That was great. Thank, Thank you. you. I really appreciate that. Uh, that seemed like it would take a lot of time and effort for you to present that, so I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Awesome. Always and, a pleasure with you guys. And I knew it was going to be good, too, so that's why I had well, you on. You. I'll definitely have to have you on again whenever you have another topic. You just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. you got something you want to present. Yeah. You're always welcome on. Even if I can't do it on a Friday, I'll pre-record you. So thank you. Okay. All right. uh, Teresa. Oh, actually, real quick, Denise, do you want to plug your accounts again, even though you don't have a show? Yeah. um, I'm on Instagram at OctoberSky066, and my Twitter handle is the same. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, Teresa, would you like to uh, promote your show? Sure, yeah. Please come check out our other show with me and you called the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast um, on all the you know usual platforms. And then connect with me on Instagram at Teresa.Kassar. Awesome. And definitely go, uh, go check that out. Um, it's definitely different than my show normally. Um, may even be too different to where you don't like it, but like if I, my <gasps> listeners, no, 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 I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be realistic here, but the, no, but there may be a lot of listeners who will kind of like this type of stuff. It's yeah. a little bit different than my show. So it's not like you're going to be hearing my mouth talking about the same shit again. It's a completely different show. You might actually like that. So go check it out. But unfortunately, if you just like me for the occult and weird shit, uh, it might be a little bit softer, but I think I, I like it cause it's different. You know, and I yeah. truly think you get to hear people's like honest stories. You know, it's honest to them and truthful to them, I believe. So it's, I think it's a different type of show and it has different value, but I think it's a really good show. And that's why, One I, of my that's why when Teresa asked me to do it, I said, yes. Teresa was when you interviewed NY. Oh, thank you. That was such a good show. That's it really was. too. I know. And that was when I'm like, gosh, she's like the, the good Oprah of the podcast world. <laughs> That was like you always. I wanted to say that you always, both of you do, but you you. really can get in there and ask the good questions, like dig a little bit deeper, and your mind goes to different places. Like you, you two are a good balance. Yes, that's why I have her on my show. Thank you. Likewise, I need to have some of that balance, some of that feminine feminine energy instead of that harsh male energy constantly. Oh, you do get a little bit of balance in there. (laughs) So. No well, you guys, thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you, of and course. It's a pleasure, as always. So, yeah, I'll add, I'll add your links to the notes, uh, Denise. I'll add your Twitter okay. and your Instagram. Uh, Teresa's uh, links is in the bottom. My links are in the bottom. And like I said earlier, go check out our Elements server. It's a lot better than Discord. It's a lot safer. There's a whole lot of shit in there. I mean, if you just want to go somewhere where there's a ton of information on a ton of things, you could just go there for that. So go check it out. It's definitely, and it's free, so why not? 
you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's the end of another Freaky Fridays. Thank you very much again, the both of yous. Thank you, everybody, who j- jumped in on the chat. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Bye.